Cody, we appreciate you hopping on with us. I wanted to ask you first, obviously, uh, our audience is really plugged into the Cowboys. Dak Prescott goes down. Andy Dalton has to step in. Now, traditionally, I think you're going to back up quarterback in week five. Most teams think their season's over, but Dalton has proven to have been capable in the past. What do you think about how this offense changes and, and kind of the Cowboys' chances in this uh, in this brutal division of the NFC East with, with Andy Dalton at the helm? Yeah, Stephen, thanks for having me on, first of all. I mean, obviously, there's it, it's hard to undersell how big of a loss that Dak Prescott is. I mean, um, or, or oversell that. I mean, just because he, he's he's such a steady presence there, quarterback. I mean, he's um, just the perfect – I don't even want to use point guard for that offense because, you know, he does more than that. But he just does a great job of spreading the ball around to all those weapons. But I think you alluded to – um, a couple of things there that should be encouraging for Cowboys fans. I know there's a lot going on there as far as not just Dak, but the offensive line, other injuries, uh, the defense even before that. But, um, you know, they invested in the backup quarterback position by, by getting Andy Dalton. Um, and I know at the time, you know, people will roll their eyes, you know, look what he did in Cincinnati, never won a playoff game. But um, I, I think that um, he's clearly uh, one of, if not the best backup quarterback in the NFL, um, I mean, say for maybe Nick Foles, if you're just counting on his magic at the end of the year. And the things that help him are the supporting cast. I mean, has he ever had, I know he had A.J. Green in Cincinnati, but has he ever had a receiving core this deep uh, that he has in Dallas? And then the division. I mean, I think, um, let's just say you're an Eagles or even a Washington fan, and obviously you're not rooting for Dak Prescott's injury, but let's just say after he went down, you think, oh, man, we really got a shout in the division. I wouldn't rush to say that because I still think, you know, if, if the Cowboys defense was even just competent, um, they're going to be competitive. And then on offense, I think Andy Dalton is, is a good enough quarterback to, to utilize those weapons. So again, not ideal, but uh, you could be in a lot worse of a situation. Saying with Zach Prescott for a second, we were all surprised this long-term deal didn't get done. And, Dak, maybe that was him sort of betting on himself, but where do you think the Cowboys go now? At least publicly, they've been very much behind him and saying they want to get this done. How does the injury kind of complicate uh, his long-term future in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I, I get this isn't a perfect comparison, but um, like when the Eagles and Carson Wentz, like the year that Nick Foles took them to the Super Bowl, let's just take it in the, the best-case scenario for Cowboys fans right now. Let's say Andy Dalton comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Uh, I still think you're in a position where Dak Prescott has proven enough to be the guy. I mean, when you look at the age difference, the just the physical talent difference, um, I think that Dak Prescott has shown um, enough up to this point. And again, I mean, you can make the case that Jerry Jones didn't pay him, you know, yet, and so maybe he's still holding out. But I don't think there's any way um, that that the Jones family sees what happened to Dak. Um, the production he put on on paper, um, and doesn't figure out a way to work this out. Now, um, it's it's supremely uh, unfortunate for Dak Prescott, and I think people would have said he made the right decision by coming into this year and trying to play under the tag, maximize his value. But you know, unfortunately, the Cowboys in the negotiations may have a case to to lower that because of the injury. Um, but still. I, you know, this injury for me, at least, it doesn't change anything about 
uh, I guess the the chances that he'll be back, and that's even if Andy Dalton, you know, blows. Uh, I mean, just just completely goes on a tear here. I think Dak Prescott is still around long term. Talking with Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com. Cody, uh, the train wreck that is the New York Jets. They tried to trade Le'Veon Bell. No takers. Now he's a free agent. Where does he end up, in your opinion? Well, right now, I know the latest to come out from the Athletic reported that it's been narrowed from three to two teams. And originally, the Bills, uh, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs were kind of cited as his his main landing spots. And now that's reportedly been narrowed to Miami and Kansas City. Um, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I, I would lean towards the Chiefs, and I know that that might be contrary to. Uh, it seems apparent that Miami can offer him more money. Uh, he's familiar with that area. He can kind of just slide into, you know, he trains there. But I think at the end of the day, uh, the sell is going to come in from Andy Reid, and he's going to have more of a, a multi-purpose role there. Um, there's not quite as many backs demanding carries, even though he's got, you know, Clyde Edwards, Elair there taking. Uh, a bulk of the the touches, but I just think that chance to go from uh, the absolute, you know, one of the absolute worst teams in the NFL to maybe one of the best, I think is, is going to be enticing, especially if he can hit the market again in 2021. So if you're asking me right now, I would say the chiefs, even though the dolphins are going to try and sweeten the pot with some more money. What kind of teammate is he? I mean, you get kind of mixed reviews on, on what kind of guy he is in the locker room. Yeah, I think that was a similar thing with Antonio Brown. I mean, you look at two guys that came out of the Steelers that there was a, a ton of talk about, um, you know, whether they were distractions or not. Um, to me, I mean, I don't, I don't think Le'Veon Bell has ever been uh, to the extent of Antonio Brown. And certainly, AB has, has uh, you know, taken things to the next level over the last year or two. But I don't think he's, he's a bad teammate. I think he just wanted his fair share of pay. And, and I mean, you could argue now that, um, he made the wrong – I think it's very clear he made the wrong choice going to a, an organization like the Jets. But he made his money, um, and now he's got to make the right choice for his career. I think, you know, as far as the locker room goes, I don't think there's ever been an incredibly um, bad story, I guess, as far as what he's done in the locker room with his teammates. I mean, I know guys from the Steelers, you know, Big Ben, a lot of those guys, Coach Mike Tomlin, I mean, they enjoyed having him around. Um, it's just that it was clearly a business decision uh, that kind of forced his hand and forced him out of Pittsburgh. Cody, what do you make of, of kind of what's going on with Carson Wentz? I know he's played a little bit better the last couple of weeks, but what's what's wrong with Carson? Why does it seem like he's sort of regressing? And could Doug Peterson make a move? Do you see that happening to, to maybe Jalen Hurts at some point? Well, the last two weeks have actually been uh, more on the encouraging side. But, I mean, if you're just looking at, you know, the numbers right now, I mean, there's no doubt that, um, I mean, just pull up the passer rating rankings. I mean, just the, any statistic, really. I mean, he's leading the league in interceptions um, in general coming into the year with the expectations you have for the Eagles and Carson Wentz. It's, uh, he's underperforming. And I think, um, you know, the, those first three, four games, um, I think there was an easy case to be made that it was the worst start to, to both his career and Doug Peterson's. Um, and at that point, you know, before the 49ers upset, before they went in there and he kind of he did just enough to beat San Francisco, um, I think there was a case there that if they hadn't stolen uh, one of these, the, their, their three games here against the Niners, um, and then that uh, they had the Steelers, and then they have the Ravens upcoming, if they hadn't gotten a win in, in that three-game stretch and they got one against San Francisco, 
I think that there was a case to be made that Doug Peterson um, could have done some kind of a motivational benching, you know, where he's not pulling him for good, but he's pulling him with the hope that it really lights a fire um, inside him. And so at, at this point, the division, we talked about the NFC, it is so bad um, that they, you know, it's likely they'll lose to the Ravens, but then they've got three NFC East games in a row. And I don't see any scenario where Carson Wentz is pulled out of the lineup uh, before those three NFC East games are done. And, and the Eagles can really stake their claim in that division. Now, as far as what's going on with him, um, you know, he's, he's forced a lot of plays. He's pressed a lot. And, you know, I put a lot of blame on the general manager as well, Howie Rosen, for, for continuing to fill out the roster with older or, or oft injured players. But as we've seen, I mean, at the end of last year, Carson Wentz seemed to thrive when they he was working with, with nobodies. I mean, guys that you hadn't heard of before, guys called up from the practice squad. I don't know what exactly that says about him as a quarterback. They do need more from him, but the last two weeks have been encouraging. Cody, uh, last thing for you. I've been really impressed and intrigued by what Kevin Stefanski has done in Cleveland. What do you like about the way he's kind of made life easier for, for Baker Mayfield early in the season? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the uh, the most important thing he's done as a head coach. I mean, your your franchise quarterback had a, a huge regression last year, um, jumpy in the pocket, didn't look comfortable throwing to his star receiver, um, and this year he's he's really taken a lot of the weight off of him. And I think um, that's easier said than done. I mean, coming in, uh, whatever you want to say about the shortened off season, um, he saw the talent that they had in the running backfield, and this year obviously having Kareem Hunt for a full season rather than uh, starting off with a suspension. You know, and losing Nick Chubb obviously takes away half that duo, but I think he quickly identified the strength of the team. They added some reinforcements up front, and he's doing a lot of what he did at the end uh, with the Vikings there as their offensive coordinator is leaning on the run. And Baker Mayfield, two interceptions last week. He's got to be better. He's got to be, um, you know, when they do give him the chance to throw the ball down the field, he's got to convert that. But I think that um, the, the surest sign that he is he knows what he's doing offensively is what he's done to help Baker Mayfield. I mean, because if they can rely on the run, and by midseason, late season, Baker Mayfield feels like it's not all on him anymore, that's perfect for him. He can start to, to unleash the ball knowing that the, the game is not going to be won or lost uh, by that deep, that deep throw or deep shot. So I think um, very impressive from the Browns, and I'm excited to see what they do against the Steelers this week. Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports. He covers the NFL. You can find him on Twitter at Cody J. Benjamin, always putting out good NFL content, um, and he usually links his stories there. Hey, Cody, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much for having me.